is the Taz and Jim podcast. It's, I, don't judge people on their appearance, though. Uh, you know, it's it's not nice. And here's a story out of the University of Chicago and MIT. They did a little research here, went through a bunch of online dating stats to find out how much money short guys need to make to level the playing field, to be as attractive as taller guys. Hmm. So to compensate for their lack of height, how much money do they need to make their annual salary to be able to compete with with taller guys on dating apps? And they found that the average guy was five foot eleven and a half, made sixty three thousand dollars a year. And this is what the shorter guys need to make to be as attractive. So if you're five foot ten, you need to make eighty seven thousand dollars a year. That's an extra twenty four thousand. If you're five foot eight, you need to make two hundred and one thousand dollars a year to compete with a guy who's five foot eleven. Five foot six, two hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars a year. Five foot four, two hundred and eighty four thousand dollars a year. If you're five foot two to compete with a guy who's five foot eleven, you need to make three hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars a year, and if you're five feet tall on dating apps to compete with a guy who's five foot eleven, if you're five feet tall, you need to make three hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. What? I could see maybe if you're the woman you're looking to go after is taller than you, then I could see the balance, you know, because that's that's tough. That's a tough situation to be in sometimes. But that seems outrageous. <laughs> so does that mean a seven-foot-tall guy doesn't have to have a job at all? You just wheel everything? Right. <laughs> Men who are six-foot-two can make as little as $33,000 a year and still be considered attractive. Wow. <laughs> Must be if nice. If you're above six-foot-six, you can be unemployed. <laughs> this, is, this is MIT. Jeez. There are some smart people at MIT. What's going on <laughs> with women? Is height, is height that important? Apparently, you you hear the stories about them putting, hey, if you're under six feet, don't even apply. Don't even try to swipe on my profile. Perfect. <laughs> don't want to bother. Because yeah. I'm five, I'm five ten and a half or so. I don't know, somewhere around there, but uh, definitely not six feet. Well, I hope you're making over eighty seven thousand dollars a year, Ruh-roh. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Watching television with the kids to keep them occupied, keep them busy. Um, you come across some strange stuff. I've seen some very weird children's shows, but I think this one takes the cake. There is a kid's show that's getting some attention. It's out of Denmark. It's called John Dillermond, and the premise is uh, there's this guy named John Dillermond. It, it's animated. It's like uh, claymation, stop-motion claymation, co- kind of like a Wallace and Gromit situation mm-hmm. or Shaun the Sheep, that sort of animation. And John Dillermond is a man who has a super long and uncontrollable penis. This is a children's show. <laughs> I've got the... This is the... The show introduction here, the song, it is in Danish, so I don't know. Hey, John Dillerman. John Dillerman. John Dillerman. Han har været den stegste Dillerman. Der er næsten ikke noget, han ikke kan med det. Han kan spise det I'm looking at the, the subtitles and... It says John Peepee, so I think uh, Diller 
or Dillermond is is Danish for pee-pee or penis. It, it, so looks, like, it looks like a robot chicken episode. <laughs> yeah, the guy's name is John Pee-pee. Bit of a Where's Waldo vibe going on. He's he's wearing the white and red striped outfit, and it doesn't show his penis like completely exposed. It's got some sort of magical undergarment on it, so it, it's always red and white striped as well. But it gets longer, it retracts, it it, uh, it kind of changes shape. He can use it as a helicopter to fly. He can never bounce never gets on girthier. It. it just gets longer. It seems yeah. right. He can bounce on it like like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> use it as a spring. Apparently, he whips a lion with it at one point. Is that what he does to control yeah. the lion? That's a smart thinking, John. <laughs> there has been some backlash over the show. One child psychologist says it's it's actually a good program for children. Quote, John Dillerman talks to children and shares their way of thinking. And kids do find genitals funny. Give me a sure break. They do. <laughs> the show depicts a man who's impulsive and not always in control, who makes mistakes like kids do, but crucially... Dillerman always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his actions. This is ridiculous. The people would ever try to justify this. I'd say it puts the dick in ridiculous. <laughs> I agree. I agree. How many people were involved in the making of this show or the approving of this show, buying advertisement <laughs> for the show, and nobody raised their hands that this is going to be a problem? Like, I think it's, yeah. I think it's almost, like, I think it's not like a joke. I think it's people, I think it's almost like grooming. I think it's, it's super, I think it's evil. It's a little creepy, you think? Yes, I think it's on More purpose. than a little creepy. Because, like, I'm reading the one, the, the article about it from Global News, and the one guy who works for the show says, we think it's important to be able to tell stories about our bodies. In the series, we recognize young children's growing curiosity about their bodies, genitals, as well as embarrassment and pleasure <laughs> in the body. All right. No. But is it? Is it realistic? Because in the opening credit sequence, John Dillerman misses the bus, and then he uses his penis to, uh, like, latch onto the back bumper of the bus so he can get to work on time. (laughs) That's quite the interesting story to tell about your body. So Yeah, it's not relatable. It's stupid. I I lassoed the back bumper with my ding-dong, and uh, here I am on time for work. (laughs) <laughs> I often watching with my kids watching children's shows I'll be like you know um yo gabba gabba or your teletubbies I'll, I'll I'll think to myself man whoever came up with this program must have been on drugs but I never thought the drug they're on was Viagra <laughs> there was a job posting that was sent our way that we were talking about on the air yesterday. Here it is. Full job description. What's up, Canada? We are a lifestyle blog with over 100,000 monthly visitors. We write about cannabis, CBD, psychedelics. We're looking for reviewers to review magic mushrooms and write articles about their experience. You get free products shipped to your door. You get $100 for each article. You can submit up to 10 articles a month. Wow. Sounds like a pretty sweet gig. We uh, we posted the uh, the job description on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. What were people saying, Jim? Uh, they, a lot of them were tagging a lot of their friends uh, and saying, this is the perfect <laughs> job for you. Uh, one guy saying, I remember the time mushrooms made me trip 
and I forgot the English language completely, so I think I'll pass. Hard to write well, an essay. What, that's, <laughs> that's what I was saying yesterday. Like they, they need about a hundred reviewers because I think like one in a hundred people may be actually able to coherently form an essay about their experience and send it in. The rest of them, it's going to be like a monkey was at the keyboard. <laughs> well, I would have to mash up of letters. Oh, my, my article is finished. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Then when the mushrooms wear off, it's like... <laughs> this is a crayon drawing. Whoops. Uh, another guy says... Crayon drawing of a, of a giraffe. <laughs> Uh, another guy says, doing mushrooms 10 times a month can't be good for the brain. I'd have to agree with that. Um, and, there, of course, there's a couple people thinking, this sounds like it might be a scam. One guy says, I've seen a scam like this before, not for mushrooms, but products that you sent in a review for. Uh, they would send you the product, but then they would make you have a deposit on the products, and they'd say you'd get refunded if your review is accepted. Then they don't accept your review, and you're stuck with the bill for the mushrooms. You know what I mean? Mm. One of those things. You decided, Jim, that you were going to, just to see what would happen, you, you decided to apply for this job yesterday as a Magic Mushroom reviewer. How did it go? I, I went to the website that was on the article itself, typed in, or it just popped up, and it was like one of those online where you fill out the form online, and uh, that's uh -huh. how you apply. So I, it said, what's your full name? So I put Jim Kelly. What's your email? Uh -oh. I give my email. What's your phone number? I put my phone number. Expecting that I'm going to be contacted soon. So, so, so what's your credit card? Expiry date? What's the number on the back? Uh, no, but it was just <laughs> no, my name, really? my what? email, and my phone number. And then okay. I sent or I clicked next, and then it went to the next page. And then on that page it said, expect an email come, coming to you within the next few minutes with further instructions. So I sat idly by, waited, nothing, checked my junk, junk box, nothing. 10 minutes go by, nothing. Checked it again this morning. No emails in sight in any inbox. Um, starting to think I may have just gave my phone number, email, oh, and name to a scammer no. or something. Oh, no. Fingers crossed, though, that I'm the next Hunter S. Thompson, and this is my big break, but <laughs> it's not looking good right now. Yeah, there's some fear and loathing going on right now in your life. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. You feel like you may have fallen for the the scam. We're always warning people about stuff like this, but it goes to show they just need to find that one spark in, in people in order get to interested. get their attention. Right. If if you get someone excited enough then they won't use logic before giving out personal information. For you, it was magic mushrooms. <laughs> Not just for me, though. Here's another comment. I applied through the website, too. Honestly, it looks like a scam. I still applied, though. <laughs> People, even though... Just in case. Yeah, just, you never know. Roll the dice. What's the worst Look, that could happen? A text message. We, we are talking, currently talking, about how this is probably a scam. And this text message just popped up in front of me. Hey, boys, I tried to apply. I couldn't find the site or the link. Can you confirm how to find the site? <laughs> no. No. It's probably a scam, so we're not going to do that. They're also, I went to the website, too. It looks, I don't know if there's any red flags. It doesn't look great. There's also an application to be a CBD reviewer, if that's, you know, getting people roped into. I don't know, but I don't think I advise anybody to apply for this job because I want it myself. <laughs> yeah, Jim. <laughs> 
I just watch your bank account over the next couple of days. Make sure <laughs> that money's that. not disappearing out of there. Things haven't settled down quite yet. I saw a tweet yesterday. Someone said, I'm going to refer to 2021 as 2020 until she gets her crap together. <laughs> Hopefully around <laughs> February 5th. Because there seemed to be a little spillover yesterday in the world. London, Ontario, there was a, a scary story as well. Uh, glad everyone's doing okay, but two men are facing charges after someone fired a rifle inside a London, Ontario LCBO store during a, a robbery attempt. Scary. That would be scary for sure. Yeah. I wonder if any of the cans got hit. <laughs> you know the can gets it sure like in What's a movie? The movie with steve martin the jerk when he's working at the gas station somebody hates these cans <laughs> they keep exploding yeah <laughs> right oh man. and we're only we're only laughing about it because no no uh, employees or no patrons of the store were injured thank god i guess the guy didn't shoot at anybody in particular just at the glass case the booze was behind to try to get so the that- booze it wasn't an accident. He was he was trying to get through something with the, like, shatter the glass yeah. and then get at the good stuff. Personally, I would have went with the old gun butt, you know, that you see on uh, Western movies or whatever. You, you take the gun. I wouldn't have shot my Spin gun. Spin the rifle yeah. around. Yeah. Personally. Y- you get in more trouble, I think, if you if the weapon goes off, I would assume. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Yeah. I, I don't know 100%, but. You don't want to damage your own booze that you're about to steal, too. Shooting a rifle. Ah, oh, damn! That was a really nice bottle of ice wine. <laughs> I should like, were they stealing it. it to sell, or were they that? Uh, you know, they're they're that uh, well cultured that they need to get the stuff that's behind the glass. You know what yeah. I mean? Because we've had this discussion over and over again. If I get a sixty dollar bottle of wine, am I going to be? able to tell the difference between that and a $200 bottle of wine. Eh, yeah. Maybe, but probably not after the first couple sips. And and if you just, <laughs> and if you're just an alcoholic who's desperate, anything'll do, you'd think. Yeah. Fortunately, there were no injuries in relation to this incident, said Constable Sandesha Bow of the London Police. Multiple people were in the store when the shot was fired. If you're one of them, We'd love to hear your story firsthand. Um, she d- did not say, London police not saying whether it was an intentional uh, gunshot or it was a mistake. So it could have been he was fumbling, mm. taking the, the rifle out of, I don't know, wherever he had it, his pants, his jacket. Still a loaded, <laughs> still a loaded gun at any, like you never know with a loaded gun, anything could happen. So, you know, this guy should be punished to the full extent of the law. That's a visual too. The rifle down the pants, <laughs> scooching this it up. This is a robbery. <laughs> Hold on, hang on. This is a robbery. No, seriously, just give me a second. <laughs> pants are a little tight, you know, after the holidays. Sorry, let me get her going. I was wondering why that guy was walking with a limp. <laughs> he had a rifle down his pant leg. You have the right to remain stupid. Couple women who have been arrested. Uh, to tell you about this morning now both of these i can i can relate with them because i've been in the situation that they were in i just didn't decide to take the 
the actions they took, um, like this lady here. 29-year-old woman was on Spirit Airlines flight from Portland, uh, Oregon, on Sunday. She's flying out of Portland. Kids behind her wouldn't stop kicking the seat. One of them was three. The other was seven. She was uh, getting very frustrated. Back of her seat, boom, boom, every time she's she's closing her eyes to relax on the flight. She turned around, asked the mother of the children to handle it more than once, but the mom ignored her. So once the plane landed, she got her luggage from the overhead bin and then attacked the mother of the kids that were kicking the seat. Okay, reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) She landed two or three punches. The woman ended up with injuries to her head and her lip. She told the cops that sometimes you just got to do what you got to do in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Just I could just imagine the anger boiling up. Obviously, it's not justified, but I could just remember even depending or like depending on how long the flight is, it would drive you absolutely bonkers if that was going on. Yeah, yeah, because the worst is when there's a little lull, right? Like it stops, the, the kicking stops and you're like, oh, finally. And you start, you're almost dozing off, and then you start feeling those little feet on the back of the seat again. Again, I, I, I understand the frustration, yeah. but I don't think she reacted uh, correctly. She's been arrested and faces charges for felony assault and harassment. Good news is she didn't punch the kids. You know, there's a silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I could have punched the kids. I just punched their mom. <laughs> they don't know any better. The mom does. Yeah, you, you're going to fault me for that? <laughs> um, you've probably been here. Everyone's had a dream where they they uh, wake up and they're mad at their significant other. You have a dream that your husband or your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend cheats on you. Well, that happened to a woman in Mississippi named Lindsay Stevens. She had a very intense, realistic dream that her her husband was cheating on her. Um, the dream felt so real. She woke up, she grabbed a knife, and she stabbed her husband several times while he was still sleeping. Oh. He needed surgery, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Oh, my God. I have not had those dreams, but my girlfriend has had those dreams where I've cheated on really? her and broken up with her. Yeah. No stabs and yet, how though. Does she, how does she react? Uh, she tells you about it? Or? She does, and then she gets sad. She's like, I hope that never happens. But I could see maybe if she goes to bed with a few glasses of wine in her, she might punch me a couple times. You never know. <laughs> well, just a suggestion, Jim. You might want to start sleeping in Kevlar pajamas <laughs> just to be safe. And those are some, some criminals, some dumb criminals to tell you about today. You have the right to remain stupid. We are talking about this... Uh, a show in Denmark. It's for kids. It's called John Dillermond, and it's about a, a guy with an extremely long and resourceful penis <laughs> who gets into all sorts of strange situations because of his pee-pee. That's the translation, by the way. Diller is a, a Danish word for penis. We looked it up here. So weird. John Dillermond. It is weird. It looks like it might be something funny for adults. Like, what was the show I was... Oh, The Boys. Yeah. You watch the superhero show, The Boys? Yeah. And there was that one evil super villain who had a... Uh, his manhood could expand like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, and he strangles a guy with it. Yeah. It was hilarious. That's, 
That's basically the live action version of John Dillerman. Yeah, the it's, concept is funny, but just not for kids. It's a claymation show. John Peepee, John Peepee, the world's longest peepee. There's almost nothing he can't do with it. <laughs> what? Those are the lyrics translated to the uh, the theme song here. Is by far one of the strangest children's. <laughs> See, it is funny for adults. John Dillerman somehow just got his extremely long pee-pee uh, tied to a bunch of helium balloons, and oh, he started no. floating over the floating over the town. And a woman with a, a rifle shot the balloons, and he fell down. That was funny. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of the stranger kids shows that I've ever ever heard of. It's hundred um, percent inappropriate. Some, there are some weird ones out there. Uh, parents are sending us messages here. Did you guys hear Caillou got canceled? That's some good news to start off 2021. I, I, my kids aren't into Caillou yet, but uh, I guess the complaint is Caillou's a bit of a little brat. Yeah. Teaches kids bad behavior. I've never watched the show, but the amount of hate for Caillou was a surprise to me. People despise this show. Yeah. Facebook groups saying that he's whiny and mean, teaches kids bad behavior. Really? Yeah. I thought he, he kind of looks I like thought, what I expected your baby to look like, Taz. Yeah, bald. Yeah. I, I thought it was just bald hate. Like people <laughs> don't treat bald people the same as they treat people with hair. It's pretty rude. So I thought I thought maybe they just didn't like Caillou's bald hair. He he looks like a bit of a like an evil Charlie Brown, I guess. This Caillou character. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Well, his show has been canceled. No more Caillou. Uh, here's a text message. The animation on Caillou is terrible, and the kid is not likable at all, says one of our listeners. Here's another one. Hey, Taz and Jim, my kids are older, but Caillou was around when they were little. I hated the show as well, but I believe the main character was based on a little boy that had cancer. That's why he's bald. I felt bad for hating the show when I was told it was based on a child with cancer. Now, I looked that up, Jim. Mm -hmm. Did a little fact-checking, and this is what I found. Quote, a long-existing urban legend is that Caillou had cancer, which is one of the reasons his parents always let him get away with his bad behavior. However, this simply isn't true. The TV series Caillou was based on a much younger character from an illustrated children's book. That's why he's bald. Um, so I sent that back to this guy. Oh, thank God, I'm not going to hell now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.